Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special presentation of Bagged and Boarded. Actor, improviser, comedian, raconteur, philosopher, alchemist, runway model, freelance paleontologist, amateur taxidermist, starting point guard for the 1976 Boston Celtics. All things that describe my renowned and revered guest tonight, Mr. Bobby Moynihan. I was fortunate enough to sit down with Mr. Moynihan, and even doubly fortunate to have a microphone and a computer with me when I sat. In early August 2009, on a rainy Sunday evening, deep beneath the supermarket in Chelsea, in a back room corner of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, the following conversation was held. Enjoy, or I'll do things to your family. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Cohen, and welcome to Bagged and Boarded, a very uh, special Bagged and Boarded. A, it's special because we finally got rid of Jesse. He's uh, back in L.A. Thank God. Fucking asshole, right? I fucking hate Jesse. We don't have to listen to his, his uh, blabbering Southern nonsense anymore, but I am joined... Fuck Jesse, man. ...by a dude who <laughs> shares my hatred of Jesse Rivers, uh, Mr. Bobby Moynihan. Hello. Uh, Bobby, if you aren't uh, familiar with the man's opus yet, is a cast member of... <laughs> Saturday Night Live currently is in a bunch of films, and uh, I just finished writing my first opus as well. Did you really? You're not going to go with Hollands, though, right? Because I, th- I think that's <laughs> the one that's taken in pop culture. It's for blind people, really. It's a bra- it's a bropus. Yes, it's a bropus. We are uh, we're here at the new at the uh, New York branch of the Upright Citizen Brigade Theater over on uh, 23rd and 8th, where you 26th and 8th. 26th and 8th. It's it's early or late in the day. It's both. It's one of those two where I'm not thinking straight. Um, <laughs> did you get, would you say this is where you got your comedy start, sir? I mean, that might be a good place to jump off. Was this the first place you ever performed or were you doing college? Were you? I, I was an acting major in college and then, uh, you know, just doing theater and stuff and then did a bunch of, came back to the city and started doing a play down here and it wasn't the funnest thing in the world. I saw UCB. Uh, I think I saw I saw UCB coming home from that play one night. Stopped in, watched a show, and then signed up for classes the next morning. And been here for almost ten years now. So that was your first, was that your first exposure to improv, you'd say, or um, yeah, or long form at least, right? Or... Yeah, I mean, like I had done like stupid stuff, like written sketch shows and stuff in college, but like I don't think it was it wasn't like. This is for sketch comedy. It was more like this is for my acting class. Like and then, like you were you were going for dramatic acting. Was that? Yeah, I was I was on tour with like a Royal Shakespeare. Are you company, Like a month before. What what, what were you doing? <laughs> uh, Mary Wives of Windsor. Oh no, wait, I did that at UConn. I was doing um, Cain and Abel. Like like, dude, that's nutty. Like, so you, you're like fucking Cain and Abel and went to Canada and did it. <laughs> <laughs> like a dramatic like Shakespeare performing. Like uh, I was never like the dramatic guy. I was always like the friggin' idiot. The fop. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, the jester, <laughs> the jester character or whatever. So, but, uh, but yeah, I was doing like, I thought I was going to be doing theater. You Theater as opposed to, you never wanted to act film-wise or TV, was theater? I, I, I don't know, I wanted to draw comic books. Like, I wanted to... You're like, on the right show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to, when I was a kid, I just drew comic books. I wanted to, I wanted to make action figures or I wanted to be like 
weirdly enough, I wanted to be like a puppeteer. Dude, I mean, my, my, like, <laughs> I want to be an Imagineer. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I got. I just wrote that down yesterday as I'm trying to figure out how to do an SNL sketch about Imagineers because I think they're fascinating. Dude, that's, that's an awesome, I awesome just idea. reading that book, Mouse Tales. I've read both of them. Okay. See, dude, we're. we're the second one? Yeah, he wrote a sequel called More Mouse Tales, like, The Keys I'll, to I'll the Kingdom. It's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> uh, the first book kind of blew my mind. It's weird, man. I'm not. I like the cartoons, but like Disney cartoons, but passingly almost. But I'm the biggest Disneyland geek. Yeah, I never. It's, it's weird. Like I'm a his, I know about the history of Disneyland. Like I go, I have a season pass. Like I can I give you a tour it. of like this is where Walt's office was in fucking 1954, <laughs> and they built the apartment over. The, you know what I mean? I I'd never been. But I went to both Disneyland and Disney World within the past like six months. Did you dig them? Yeah, it was awesome. I wish I'd gone as a kid, but I'm glad I didn't go when I was like. 17 or 18 because I would have been like oh this is stupid As I'm, glad, I'm like I'm, I missed the first window and then waited long enough where it was kind of awesome again well that was the move dude I, I went once when I was a kid and it was amazing like the fucking best place on earth I went again when I was 16 expecting that again and I was cynical 16 year old asshole and I, I hated it <laughs> yeah. like I was like this is boring and lame and then 20, I was a little freaked out I just felt like walking around in a huge machine well, that's my thing now. I go as a 23-year-old stoner, and it's me and my 300-pound fucking bearded buddy, and we look like pedophiles, but we're having the time of our life. Yeah, like, you know exactly. what I mean? It's it, it's it's spinned on that. So, uh, comic books, you wanted to do action figures? I wanted to, like, make or sculpt action figures. Like, I went, I went to UConn because I got a scholarship for acting, essentially. <laughs> like, I wanted to go to an art school and, and, and do that. UConn, I think, is also the only school that had a puppetry department. And that was kind of awesome. Did you ever get a chance to do... I took a bunch of the puppetry classes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I bought one of the, uh, you know, the whatnots? The, oh, I have three. I'm not really that great with the... With, <laughs> I tried to put the two sticks in like everyone says to do the full-out thing. It's, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, I have, I, I, that's the only thing I've bought as gifts for the past year. That's awesome. Dude. I just got um, a Gonzo... A full Gonzo the full, the full size, yeah, yeah. What is it, Sideshow or whatever? Put a Gonzo belt on. And you, and, you, <laughs> and you got to play Gonzo, right? Yeah, that's and why. An SNL sketch. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I have been a cute Jim Henson fan since I was a kid. I actually, I got to work. I was um, working for a producer out in Hollywood for a bit, and we were on the Henson lot. So I got, I got to work on the Henson lot for like a year. That's it was insane. it was madness. Like at, at NBC, I keep trying to get um, one of the guys to bring me down there because in one of the Jim Henson books, they talk about how when they worked at NBC when they were shooting there uh, for, a, for SNL or. Uh, I don't think they shoot? SNL. They, I think maybe might have been Muppets Tonight. Okay, so the later incarnation of the Muppet Show. Yeah, they, with the no, 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 it couldn't. Have, it was it was earlier on. But the the story is there's a dressing room downstairs. It was Max Weinberg's dressing room for Conan, but in the closet, if you open up the closet, there's pipes in the closet. And Jim Henson, it used to be Jim Henson's dressing room, and he decorated all the pipes. So it looks like a bunch of different Muppets yeah, yeah. climbing up the pipes, and he put like fur and eyes on them and painted it. And, and it's still there. It's and still there. That's and awesome. I keep dude. trying to get the, this, the, one of the, the couple of the makeup guys share my nerdiness. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I, I definitely do, and I'm I sure. I begging them to take me downstairs to see it. I mean, that was, it was, that was, however bad the job got, there were Dovers on my way to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, and Dozers or whatever. And they're like the characters from Dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, I'm like, just in bushes. Like, you, see, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that show. It was pretty bad. So, so that didn't happen, and, and you caught the acting bug, I guess. Or, or, or did you not? <laughs> did it just... I, I think I just, I think I just went, to, I did, I'd done plays in high school, but I think I was more just like, well, I'm going to get a 
free ride to college. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take not, it. No, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it was either, it was either draw comic books or go to, or go to this college. Cause they, they wanted me. Um, but, uh, I loved UConn. It was a, it was a blast. And then I, yeah, I, I would honestly say like, I think I wanted to do, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I was like, oh, I guess I'll do acting, you know? And like, I think I, I think I wanted to be a comedian, but didn't know yet. And then, once I saw UCB, I literally went in, saw a show, and then the next morning signed up for classes. And I mean, it's, it's nothing it's, since then. It's since weird then. how many. I was the same. I was the same way. I saw one show, and the next day, I saw, it's weird yeah. how many people. It's that knee jerk reaction to oh, suddenly like yeah, this is it. Like yeah. you realize instantly. I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious and awesome. Like I would love to learn how to do this, and I'm glad I I, I got in when I did. I think I started UCB like a couple months before Amy got SNL, and I got SNL a couple months before she left. So like my her entire term on SNL, you were like was my training in the trenches you know? in UCB or whatever, almost right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's the it was like the best training. No, absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't be on SNL if it wasn't for UCB or Horatio. I mean, my biggest <laughs> my biggest regret in life, dude, is I remember being 16 years old and seeing UCB signups back when they were doing it like outside in the park. Like, oh yeah, when like and and I didn't do it because I was like I'm 16. They're all going to be like 20 something. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I didn't sign up when I started doing until I was like 21 or something. And I just, if I had started by then, who knows? You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's that crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, dude. So SNL happened recently, sir. Congratulations again Thank on you. that. Yeah. Man. That's fucking humongous, right? Yeah, it was nuts. Do you want to go <laughs> through that a little bit, dude? Like, so you were here at the theater performing... You, yeah, I you was, were in a group called the Goons with Charlie Sanders, right? Uh, buffoons, buffoons. Yeah. Excuse me, and with Charlie Sanders and, and Eugene Cordero. Yeah, two of the funniest dudes in the world. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was doing stuff here. I met Charlie Sanders the the first day I saw the show. He was he was bartending, and uh, we became we became close friends, and we started taking classes together. And I think like in the first you know five years, I don't think I ever did a show without him. And then. After, you know, a year or two of knowing Charlie and doing that, we started writing together, and then we wrote a sketch show called, uh, I think it was called Ready to Lie, it was be- and just because we wanted to do um, us in diapers with afros <laughs> on the flyer, like the biggie. Um, so, oh, it was the Ready to Die album. Oh, it was yeah, Ready yeah, to yeah, Die. That's awesome. Ready to Lie. It was a huge uh, Biggie Smalls fan. And, uh, yeah, and then we met Eugene, and Eugene, but Eugene wasn't doing UCB. He was doing, like, Chicago City Limits or something, and uh, Charlie was too, and uh, he was doing both. And uh, we loved Eugene, but we had already started writing the show. E- Eugene came in. I think we wrote him in as a waiter in every single scene because we thought it would be funny, and then it just worked, and then the three of us have you know been doing stuff ever since. And that show ran for, I mean, you guys as a group years. ran I mean, for yeah. your tenure at the UCB almost, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's it's uh, that was that was like my first foray into into doing sketch. You know, every single week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, we used. To, I mean, we'd be here every single night. What's what do you? Pref- I don't know if it's a question of prefer, but like uh, sketch or improv. What's well, I mean, because now you're you're pretty much thrown head first into the world of sketch, whereas you were doing a lot of improv yeah. a, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it's different. I mean, like, when we were doing buffoons, it was like, hey, I got this um, dumb idea where, you know, I walk in and this peach snapple's there, but it's really racist. And, like, it made no sense, but, like, we figured out, like, you know, that was kind of buffoons. It was like our, we just wanted to do stuff that we liked. Now it's like you're forced, not forced, I love my job, no, yeah, but like, yeah. it's like, you must come up with You have to do a fucking so many Bernie, Bernie Ross or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah. It's, uh improv is, it, it's, it's the best. You know, I just come back and do it because it's, it's fun. 
You know, that's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's easy, like it's because, it, but it's like it's like you get to make up everything up on the spot. But I think after ten years of doing it with and coming back and doing it with people that you trust and who are your friends, like it's just it's it's not worth. And I think that's a misconception too, is that you guys get paid <coughs> to perform at the UCB. Like all oh, you yeah, guys no. just do it for fun, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I started the classes. Went through it for a couple of years. I ended up becoming a teacher and, and doing the touring company, and we got paid for that. But these, you know, these uh, like when house you, team when you do Ask Hat on a Sunday night, you're just coming out because we're you, just, you just enjoy out being on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that's, that's that's what I always appreciated about. I mean, especially about the SNLers that after a week with the people on Thirty Rock and the people who who work a full crazy week shooting all that, and then on a Sunday night still have <laughs> the desire to come down and do three hours of improv. Uh, yeah, during the in. SNL season, uh, I would you know. Get home nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Sleep all day. Get up and do ASCAT, and then go back to bed and go back to work. No, that's awesome, man. So, so speaking of SNL, so you're performing here at the theater. Uh, you're going on auditions and stuff like that, or uh, pre, pre SNL? Summer, uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's kind of I'm 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 more oh, no pre SNL. Oh, before to, SNL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just uh, yeah. I was doing this. I was doing shows like and any time I could, I would do any show. You know, trying to do all this stuff and and then. I ended up going on tour with, uh, I met Horatio Sands, uh, through Eugene Cordero, who was good friends with him and started hanging out. Uh, and we, we ended up going on Horatio Sands' uh, Kings of Improv tour doing shows, uh, at colleges and stuff. And that was a blast. Horatio's the, the best. And then I started, you know, I had always, since I was a little kid, I, I, I'd always, you know, loved Saturday Night Live and, and you know, dreamed of being on it, but never like took it, you know, never thought it was actual, never like, actively pursued it. I think I read so many of the books and like, I, I literally like, that, that I was really, a huge I just nerd. Like, I, was the, I was the kid yeah. that had the wall and still have all the VHS tapes of SNLs that I had taped. I would like leave school to go to like the museum of television and radio to go watch old episodes. Cause I was a nerd. And, uh, uh, but, uh, I started, when I started taking it super seriously and doing different characters in our sketch show and, essentially trying to write SNL sketches. And uh, Horatio, you know, had somebody come see me from SNL, and they liked it, and they, like, came and saw my show, and that whole process was, it was a long process, but it was, uh, it was crazy. I mean, the process is almost kind of infamous at this point. Like, like the, like the audition, is, is it really that structured where it's, it's one, one original character, one impersonation? You know, it, They march when, you out on the stage, right? <laughs> when I, when I first auditioned, you know, I, I didn't have like agents or anything like that. Like I was still, a, I was like, um, I was a comedian, yeah. like, comedy under a grocery store <laughs> with, and, blood, uh, with buckets of blood. hanging. Yeah. And like, I had heard that like, you know, you do three impressions and three characters and all that stuff. And that's what I prepared. And, and I'm, I, I ended up auditioning twice. Thank God, because I think my second audition was a, a lot better, but, uh, I went in, I remember getting the call that I was going to audition and, freaking out just for the sole reason of like, I was like, well, I'm never going to get this because the chances of getting it are, there's only been 113 cast members in the history of it. Like the chances of, of actually getting it were so slim that I kind of was just like treating it as a free trip to actually go to the stage. <laughs> get to see the stage. Yeah. Like I auditioned right on the stage where they do the monologues and like, I was a mess afterwards. Well, I've heard, I've read, there's that, that book, that great book, uh, oh, fuck, that's me. I the big hardcover, like the 800 page book with all Life, kinds of, Life, Life from New York. Life from New York. Where they say it's almost like a scare tactic to put you on that stage. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Like it. it I, I mean, like I don't know if that's the case, but it definitely seems like it. <laughs> like I, I mean, like the the whole process is a little bit like 
it felt like a test. Like I, I got called in after my first audition, couldn't believe it, met with Lorne for an hour and it was the, it was the greatest thing in the world. It was like talking to a, a, a buddy. Like it everyone happened. said, like I almost felt lied to. Like everyone was like, Don't don't do bits with Lorne. He doesn't want to do bits. Like don't don't try and be funny. Just just be yourself. And I'm an idiot. And I went in there and it's Lauren Michaels. Yeah. You know, it's like still, I still feel that way when I see him. <laughs> you know, it, it is Lauren Michaels. Yeah, it, like very uh, much so, yeah. It's, it's it, it was pretty intimidating, but he was, he was like the nicest, was he wanted to know about like my family and everything. And we just talked for an hour. Essentially, I felt like I was on a date. <laughs> like, um, a date with one of the most influential people in yeah, comedy history. Right? And, uh, yeah. it was, I mean, that alone, like I remember leaving that day thinking if that's it, I had the greatest, I, I mean, like I felt like I went through it. And then that's when the torture began. <laughs> it, uh, I went in a couple times and uh, talked to, to, had meetings with Lauren. It was going to happen, and then it wasn't going to happen. And you know, you never know. It was just, but I, I honestly felt like it was a test. Like it was a test to see, like if if you could handle the stress, of the stress of, yeah. of it, because it, it it is really stressful. And then I think I went in for like my last meeting right before, like in January of of, of, of last year or two years ago, and uh, and. Uh, then the uh, I thought I was getting it. Like uh, I, I thought they really liked me. I had been in like five or six times already, and uh, but then the writer strike happened. So for that six seven months, I thought I pretty much had it. And I, when the strike was over, they hired Casey Wilson because Maya Rudolph left. So uh, you had seven months of thinking you had. I it. had seven months of sitting in my apartment. <laughs> And becoming a, a recluse. Waiting like, to be on a set, like, like waiting for the phone, like, growing up. Well, it was that thing of, like, I was, like, 95% sure, but it was that 5% of just, like, well, I, that, there's that 5% of me going, well, don't, you know, it didn't happen yet, so so don't, so don't you know, <laughs> don't go too crazy. I didn't tell anybody, thank God, because then when the writer strike was over, they didn't hire me. They hired Casey, who's a friend of mine, and she's amazing. Well, Casey's also, I was a UCB performer before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, her sketch show, uh, her sketch show was "Road Hard and Put Away Wet" with June Raphael, <laughs> and they went up. Me and uh, our that show and buffoons shared a slot. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Casey got cast. Yeah, Casey and, got cast. And you I thought was, and you thought it was you were gonna go. Uh, yeah, and then I I cried for three months, and then <laughs> uh, but then I ended up getting like you know I ended up uh, getting a couple movies and stuff and going and doing that. Like 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 uh, you're in the new uh, Ricky Gervais flick, right? Or hopefully we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, that was the first thing, like the first movie I'd ever done. It was it was it was awesome. Well, uh, I remember was... being in L.A. working again at Henson and seeing the variety. They announced that you were in it, I believe. Yeah, that was and I was... like that was really cool for me too. Three thousand miles away, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Well, you were you were in my class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like. Uh, yeah, that's so like nice. to, yeah to, <laughs> to move away for like a year and all of a sudden you're like on SNL and in movies like I remember seeing a bunch of friends the year before and it was like I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> a year later, it was it was just, uh, it was just that's insane. awesome, dude. Like that's one of the better success uh, rises to you know what I mean. It's it's funny like a lot of my friends you know they know I was doing acting stuff but they're like oh you did it like you just you did it you popped into it you just started and I was like well I've been doing this for. That's what I mean. You were a workhorse. You know what I? Yeah, I mean, like I definitely put my time in. I think anybody that that spends you know ten years at UCB just hanging around amazingly hilarious people and spending you know every other night just doing shows and trying to come up with stuff. I mean, like I I I never ever would have been on SNL if it wasn't for what I learned at UCB. Absolutely. By far. So, so now you're on SNL, and and uh, are the horror stories true about the hours and and the? Uh... <laughs> uh, 
uh, I hate to keep making it sound like like a war, but I mean, it's, no, you know, like, no, absolutely it's not. Like, I'm sure it's the greatest, uh, the greatest fucking thing of all time, but it is work, right? Uh, completely. I mean, like the I, I mean, I, I was a bartender at a pizzeria Uno for nine years. <laughs> I was a lifeguard. Like, like, I never had Mark like, Payne character, right? Or yeah, that's you know, <laughs> straight from that's that's my revenge. On How is it having a catchphrase, sir? <laughs> Say it again. How is it having a catchphrase? Do people do people ask you to say it and stuff? Uh, I I don't get recognized a lot. Some some people do. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I get. Funny thing is, I get more um, bro rape from Derek. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, 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 those Derek comedy guys did a bunch of videos, and uh, there was one called Bro Rape that I was in for like a minute. And Xbox. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, within yeah. within a month, it was like six million views or something. I get guys. that more than anything. And you're in the new you're in the new Derek Comedy Film Mystery Team, right? Which yeah. is getting amazing, amazing. Yeah, they, I'm I, so mad. They just went to Comic Con. I was going to say my, my buddies dream. just saw them at Comic Con, and they said they said people went nuts and sold out. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did really well. It's coming out in a couple months in the theaters. That's also it did get it's going to yeah, get screen. I think roadside entertainment roadside attractions. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Please don't get mad. No, yeah. I think that's it though. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, that was nuts. You know, it was just like they, they the, those guys are are amazing and very talented and very motivated. And I mean, they made a movie by themselves, and and it looked got their it, friends from yeah. UCB to be in it, and they're hilarious. And they wrote an amazing movie, and it looks amazing. And now it's coming out in theaters. The trailer is so good for that. Yeah, Dude, I yeah. Love it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait to see that. That's awesome. And, and anything else? Anything else you shot, uh, flake wise? Uh, yeah. I mean, I shot that Ricky Gervais thing that was, like... What I mean, was that like, dude? Yeah, how did, how did that come about? Because I'm sure you're... I'm I'm going to assume you're a Gervais fan. Right? Oh, huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean the British office, no, I mean, like, that was... You know, that's like a religion now. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And, uh... The I, 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 I auditioned for that movie. I read the script, and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. I've, I've got, like, a three-line part. You know, like, I just had three quick lines in it, but... It was with Ricky Gervais and Jennifer Garner, and I was freaking out. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Now, you guys shot that up in Boston, right? Or? Yeah, I went there for, like, one day. I was up there, <laughs> shot it, uh, you know, all over one day. Hopefully, it's still in. <laughs> you know, I got to improvise a little bit, which was amazing. I mean, just the fact... It's that thing of, like, I improvised with Ricky Gervais just being for in the room an hour, with, and it was the You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Those are those those life pinnacles you can kind of check off your list, almost. That was That was the first time... Sitting, you know, there. It's like it was. We shot in this huge mansion, and Richie, Ricky Gervais is there in like a in like a bathrobe, and it's towards the end of the movie. And you're sitting in this mansion, sitting in a living room with Ricky Gervais, and you're improvising. And that was like the first time where I was like, "Oh, stuff's different." Like, like yeah, at what point <laughs> like, does it go from surreal to everyday life? You know what I mean? It, ha- it, do- it hasn't. <laughs> it 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 completely hasn't. That's that, I would say that's the. Hardest thing, I mean, you're jumping around all over the place, but the, the hardest thing Dude, about this is the most SNL, stream of consciousness right now. Like, we can, should be, we'll be talking about Green Lantern in five fucking minutes. Do you uh, still read books, comic books, by the way? Uh, not as much as I used to. I never really read them. I was weird. I would like... You just wanted to draw them? I would take them home and just open up the first page, draw it, and then draw the second. I would just, like, practice drawing comic books. That's like, awesome, dude. Like, but, like, Anatom, like, 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 were you a realist? What kind of, what kind of stuff were you... Um, uh, Jim Lee... Like Jim Lee was. That's not was a bad anything. guy to. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was uh, Jim Lee and J. Scott Campbell. Like that was. That, that's it. That's like, awesome, dude. But you were never, you never into into superheroes. It was I, just, I mean, like I, I guess I, I mean, like I knew about them. The like, I knew the stories, but like if like if I missed one, like I didn't freak out. Like you know, like it wasn't it wasn't like that. Like it was more like I liked certain people's styles of drawing, and essentially what I did was 
copy them, like, and try <laughs> no, and make totally. up my own stuff, you know, just because I, I like their thing, uh, you know, their, their, their stuff that they, that they drew. I think it was more like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, 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 I always wanted to do something like, I used to, I used to make action figures. I used to just buy clay and try and... You used to actually sculpt them and like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was what I wanted to do. Did you ever modify, like, take old ones and switch that? You know what I mean? Oh, Yeah. I would take, like, if I didn't, like, you know, it's like they didn't have, you know, certain action figures that I wanted. No, yeah, I've, 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 I've made my yeah, own, I've, I've made, I, like, I made my own Watchmen figures back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like, do you know Jesse Falcon? Yeah, yeah. Jesse Falcon's a, a good friend of mine. He does a bunch of UCB stuff. He's on, uh, he was on a team here called Mother. He's one of the funniest absolutely. dudes in the world. But, like, his life is what I would love to have. <laughs> yeah. He designs toys for Marvel and... Yeah, I mean, just I like I have a friend of mine who had to go to DC, uh, who had to go to DC the other day, and they're like, "Dude, you would you wouldn't have ever walked through the front door." They're like, "It's it's." Have you been there? No, it's, it's, uh, it's I was a, supposed to go. I wanted to go. Jesse was going to take us down to Marvel and just look around and like, I, I'm I'm I'll turn into a five year old and I'll never leave. That's what I, apparently like the DC front office looks like the Batcave. Like I wouldn't no, I wouldn't just... be able to take two fucking steps. You know <laughs> what I mean, dude? That's I'm a, getting to the point now where, for the first time in my life, I'm not you know dirt poor. And just trying not to buy every action figure, collectible action yeah. figure, you know. I mean, that's that's right, my, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chicks chicks love like Randy Bowen sculpts. You know what I mean? They <laughs> really love nothing. Yeah, nothing gets you wetter than a good old Ultron or whatever. <laughs> Sideshow collectibles. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, that's awesome. I mean, you're you're a fucking geek made good, sir. Like, and and you're on SNL now. And what what's that like on a weekly friggin' basis? So, uh, it's crazy. It's the greatest. Like it's it's, you know, you get it's it is a lot of work. It's a lot of hours, but when you're there, you know, you're doing exactly what you love to do. And it's like I'm sitting here with Will Ferrell writing a sketch, and he's talking about how he used to do this. And it's just it's, it 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 never gets well. At least for me, it hasn't gotten any less bizarre. I can almost see it like being the president living in the White House, like just knowing all the history and all the people who'd been like on that stage doing the same exact thing. It's got to be, it's it's got to be insane. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's super bizarre. It's like, I've watched every SNL episode ever, you know, multiple times. And then all of a sudden you're on it and you can't enjoy it as much because you're like, Oh man, like, the, the, the you best, notice, the best, you notice. You know, yeah, well, I, I mean, like, especially, like, I can't, go, I, I can't watch any of, like, like my first couple episodes, because I could just see how absolute, like, the first episode, I'm okay, because I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. Like, I was, I had, I literally found out on a Wednesday, moved on, found an apartment on Thursday, moved on Friday, and started on Monday. And you had a Mark Payne sketch in that first episode, right? Yeah, I was, and you like, had like, your, sketches. Yeah, yeah, you were all over, yeah, yeah I had. I had, you know, a sketch that I had written in my first episode with Michael Phelps and Amy, which was the craziest thing in the world to me because I'd been doing almost that exact sketch verbatim at UCB for years. And it was with Charlie and Eugene, and now all of a sudden it's Michael Phelps and Amy Poehler. I remember I watched. I was watching was the terrifying. show with uh, Rainy Rainy Vespi, who's yeah, sure. in LA now, yeah, and yeah. We, were, we were watching it live. And we we're like, "Holy fuck!" Mark Payne just got on SNL. Like, yeah, I can't <laughs> like weirdly enough, the one thing I remember like that week was just insane. I, I, I don't remember a lot of it. The two things I remember were the first time I heard Don Pardo say my name, I started hysterically crying just immediately. Awesome. And like, I it wasn't like I was like waiting for it. Like I heard it and like it hit me in the it gut. And like, yeah. I, I had no control over it. Backstage, like before, like before the show, I or? was in my dressing room and it was during the dress rehearsal and 
it just kind of caught me off guard. Like, I didn't know. I was just watching, you know, Michael Phelps about to start, uh, you know, they did the cold open with Tina, and it was like... That was, that was the... Was that the... the um it was the when she the first time she did Sarah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, first yeah. panel one. Yeah, I yeah. think it was her and Amy as uh, Amy was um, did uh, Hillary. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, yeah, and I just watched that, and you know, it's just the dress. You know, it's just the dress rehearsal. So, the, and but then all of a sudden the credits came on, and I'm like, oh my god, I think I might be in the credits. And I hadn't seen like you know the opening thing, and it's just nuts. That that awkwardness of turning and looking at the camera, like you know, it was like I'd practiced that as a kid. <laughs> Like you know, now I like actually watch of, of your of your uh, title yeah, thing. Yeah, really yeah. awkward. Did you like, know which hey, one we're at a party? What? That? Like the goofy one or like the the sultry one? Oh, like, I look at. I mean, like if you look at the look on my face, it's pure. No, just it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, and I remember from the first week for some reason. I'm a huge nerd, and, like, when I'm nervous, I focus on terrible things, like, dumb things that don't matter, and I'd put a Lost reference in the Mark Payne sketch, because I'm a huge Lost. Was it the Smoke Monster one? Yeah, I just shoehorned in a Smoke Monster reference called the Pepper Monster, and, like, I was so nervous that that wasn't going to get in for some reason, because in my mind, it was like... I was on SNL was and I was so happy. But like, no, it was more just like, I, I was more like, I almost couldn't deal with being on SNL. So I was more focusing on like, oh, maybe somebody from Lost will see. Like, I don't know. I was oh, dude, this is after the point. You told me the story. You went in to read for Lost, right? I went to go, I went to the, when they went to, uh, when Jorge Garcia was signing autographs at Toys R Us. Uh, they were, I, you know, I was, I was a lot heavier and I had longer hair and, and uh, someone came over to me and was like, you ever, uh, ever come in and read for Lost and then I, I, I freaked out and then it, uh, it was yeah it was like a poster right I remember that was I the asked, end of that uh, story I, I went in I went into ABC and talked to them and like it was for an audition for something else and I started asking them about Lost and I think uh, yeah I asked for a Lost poster <laughs> I think it was the Lost like season 3 speaking of Lost I today <laughs> got to see the sketch you did with Gil with the uh, Saeed stand up oh yeah that was awesome oh dude. thanks yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> you finally uh, got to play Hurley like that's what I said to say. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, that was a blast. Gil Lozari is is hilarious. That's Speaking of loss, sir, I mean that I I might be more excited for this season of television than anything in my life. Yeah, uh, the mystery team guys were down in Comic Con and they were like, "Get down here," you know, the Lost panel. Like I, I did you watch it online yet? Of the Lost course. panel. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's fucking I, awesome. I, I, I spend most of my days with Sheer. They, I don't think they knew who Paul Sheer was. No, I mean he—he oh, he was in on the. They oh, were, were they in on the yeah, bit? Yeah, oh, okay, because they—they, I think they just acted very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah was, I've never been more yeah, jealous yeah. in my life. Like that was—that was amazing. Paul's hilarious. But yeah, I was so mad that I couldn't get down there because they—they uh, got to meet a bunch of the people, and I just really love that show. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Dude, I can't. I, I can't. I just ordered the uh, Biff Bang Pow. Um, Lost action figures. Did you? I was. I want to make an orange shirt that just has red on the shoulder. Nice. Like I'm, nice. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to rock that, dude. Yeah, I was. I mean, Lost is weird because there was that one season where I got out of it a little bit. I think it was three. I, I never did, man. No, um, no. You never lost the faith. No, I remember watching the pilot like more than I remember my high school graduation. <laughs> yeah. I left my sister's wedding reception early to go finish season two. That's just sad. I watched, no, I watched, uh, I had a party at my house once. I was moving to LA and I had like 40 people over and it happened to fall on a Wednesday night and I, I was inside by myself. Yeah. I watched my sister's wedding reception and I, I was plowing through the DVDs and I didn't bring them with me. And then I left my sister's wedding reception early, went to a Dwayne Reed and bought them. And, and went back. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is, did you, were you a Twin Peaks fan? 
I'm just starting to get into them. There's only two seasons. The second season, don't get into it. Okay. It's, it's awful. The first season of Twin Peaks may be my favorite single season in, of television ever. Awesome. And Lost is the closest thing that ever yeah, came to Yeah, I've heard that. that a bunch. Everyone was, you know, a lot of people who don't watch Lost but had watched that tell me to watch that instead. And I, I, instead I, of, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure you're like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I want to get, there was a, a, a series a couple years ago called Earth 2. Yeah, absolutely. And a bunch of the guys, and it's evidently extremely similar to Lost, but Terry O'Quinn's in it, and so is MC Ganey. And a bunch of people from Lost are in it. I, I want to hump that down. And Speaking watch that. of series with the word Lost, I finally watched The Lost Room, which was yeah. based on a recommendation you gave me like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, I told you about that. It I was saw awesome. That. Oh, dude, it's amazing. And then and then uh, I'm, I'm peeing on a couple of dicks now, and Kevin Pollack <laughs> is in a couple of dicks, so that's all I can think about. Oh, nice. It's fucking Lost Room shit. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I mentioned awesome. it, so we didn't remember it so much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing, man. And it came; it kind of came and went. And no one, no one's heard of it. Yeah, whenever I bring it up. But but I'm I'm kind of glad because I feel like whenever I bring like that's the one thing when somebody's like, "Hey, I want to watch something awesome," and they don't know, I'm like, "Watch you this." You can rock and random then, the shows that everyone doesn't already. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah, not like and, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I don't know which I it. haven't gotten. I have them all, but I haven't watched them yet. I uh, I stopped after and we're getting into straight geek shit. That's what the people want, though. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying we're getting into straight geek shit now. But that's what the people want. <laughs> I stopped. I, I made it two seasons through Battlestar, and it's, it, I'm going to get slaughtered for this, but it gets so boring, man. Oh, yeah? It, it turns into a religious show. The oh, main, the, yeah. The main idea of Battlestar turns into a whole God versus atheism thing, and like it, for a few seasons, it was a space fighting. Can, can you, you know just, what I mean? Can you just show me robots? Yeah, like robots <laughs> that look like people that may be robots. Yeah, That's exactly. all I want. I remember... Hot I, chick robots. I... Thought I downloaded the pilot episode, but I accidentally downloaded like an overview of the first season and watched it on a plane. And I was <laughs> so mad because like it was so awesome that I wished I had watched the whole season. But now you know it's a couple years later, and I've forgotten everything that was in that. So now I feel like I can actually go back yeah, yeah, yeah. and enjoy it for the first time. <laughs> I uh, sorry, what other TV? I, I stopped watching Heroes flat out. Are you still? I I, I pop in and watch it, you know, but I and it never. I, I I liked it. I loved the first, idea I loved of it. the first season. Even, um, um, but I, I I just I, yeah, don't, I don't know why yeah, I, I love the idea more than I love the show. Now that I think about it, yeah, it never the CGI was always a big issue for me. <laughs> well, I mean, like I watched it religiously, and then, so did I for the first two seasons, and yeah, then Hero went back in time, and then I fucking lost interest. Oh yeah, and no, you know what that was though? It was during the writer strike, and then it went off, and I I had all that stuff going on with SNL, and I think like the last like I was so miserable at that time, or just so terrified. That, I, that, you know, that you that, don't want to watch. What was yeah. going on? That like I think I just lost out. You stay in an apartment and stare at the wall yeah, all that's day. Pretty much all I did. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's the work week like over there? I mean, it's Monday through Friday, right? Or you Monday, Monday through Saturday, through Sunday? Sunday. Monday. Uh, yeah. Um, Monday you go in. You know, we go in at uh, sometimes you know middle of the day, whatever. Sometimes around five, and it's the pitch meeting. Everyone comes in, kind of just hangs out for a bit, talks about what their you know what their ideas are, what they're going to pitch, and whoever the host is, and. Then we all pile into Lauren's office and, you know, we have like a half an hour meeting where we just introduce ourselves and pitch our ideas. Now, do you have those backlogged or are you thinking of things on Sunday? Like, is there a Friday? I, mean, I, I went in, uh, I mean, I had, I had thought I was going to be on for a year, so I had what I thought was a year's worth, a of, year's worth of ideas. No, I turned out to you be only thought five you, weeks. <laughs> you thought you'd, you saying you only thought you'd be on for a year, or you thought no? I thought I had thought for saying, a year. Oh, okay, before, you thought you had a year. So I was, so, you know, like, no, I was yeah, just yeah. compiling stuff, and uh, but I mean, you know, we write seventy sketches a week, and then twenty get picked for read through, and then you know, four or five or you know, seven make it to air. So. 
within a couple of weeks, like every dumb idea I had, you know, a lot of the pitch meetings, a lot of people making up stuff just to hoping to get a laugh and then they don't really write it. Like, you know, the pitch meeting to me is the most, that's gotta be awesome. Disconcerting part of the week. Like, is I, it, I, oh, I is get it more nervous. Well, it's just like, it's like the whole week you have time to, you, you know, you have the whole week to get there, but that Monday you have like, hi, Will Ferrell. My name's Bobby Moynihan. Like, here's you know, what like, I want you to dress is what like I think is say. funny. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just that, that immediacy of like, I have to make somebody laugh in this one line or else my week is done. Now, is it also true about the hierarchy of like, if you're not writing, you're not getting in so much or? I, I mean, I would go as far as saying it's completely different every week. You, you know, it's like there's, you know, but there's, there's some weeks where by Wednesday you're like, well, I'm not in the show. And then by Saturday you're in seven sketches. Now you guys, the writers, do they cast their sketches? Yeah. They do cast their sketches. Yeah. So, okay. Like I know a lot, I was just watching what, uh, the state, I just got the state, the complete series. And they were saying how, how whoever write, wrote the sketch would then cast the sketch. Yeah. So that's it's exactly the same way right. for you guys or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Monday's just that pitch meeting, and then, you know, everyone kind of either goes their separate ways or starts writing on Monday night just to get an early start, and then back in on, I usually would go in at like one, you know, anywhere between one and three on Tuesday, and then stay there all night, and just write, right. you know, write and hope, and in the beginning, it was like, I had so many ideas, and it was so much fun, and, you know, but towards the end, like, I start like, I was starting to dread Tuesdays, because it was just like, if you didn't have, you know, if it's midnight, and you have nothing, you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, it's like you really want to. It's almost like auditioning every single day for a show that you're already on. But that's the best part about it. I mean, like it's sitting there for twelve hours obsessing about one thing, and then Bill comes in, says one funny thing, you get a new idea, you write that up in twenty minutes. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of waiting and stressing. It seems. Yeah, like. and that too. But not only that. Like the, another hard part for me was like it took me a while to realize that I actually worked there. Like, you know, like it was like. The day I met Fred Armisen, like, I almost collapsed. Like, I mean, like, I think he's one of the funniest dudes yeah, in the world. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to meet him recently, too. He's, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, it's it's he's just insane. like... like, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like you're sitting in your office, and you're like, I'm trying to come up with an idea, and Fred's talking, and, and like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, one of the hardest parts for me was being like, okay, do something. Don't just stare at him. Like, you know, like, now, like now we're friends, and, like... You know he's he's the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone over there is so supportive. But don't just act like a, like a, like a tourist in, in the office. Well, I felt like I felt like I was at fantasy camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was like it never it just yeah, never yeah. went away. Like I just found out a couple days ago that I'm going back. You know, for a second season. Congratulations, sir. thank you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like I feel like the luckiest dude in the world. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you get to know where you like what are you doing? Like, it's like sitting there and seeing. It's like I can't wait. Like, it's, like, just the fact that, like, I, I feel so lucky it's my job, but, like, sitting there and seeing Bill be like, yeah, I think I'm going to try uh, this thing, maybe Elliot Spitzer, and then and then Fred's like, oh, maybe I'll do David Patterson, that would be funny, and then, like, seeing it happen, like, as a kid, I if I'd seen that process, like, my mind would have exploded. Yeah, absolutely. Like, a 13-year-old no, yeah, yeah. boy, and, like, it was just, it's the greatest. You well, see that- Kristen come in, she's like, I got this idea for a new character. And then you're watching it happen, and then you're in. Like I was in a Target lady sketch. Like that was I was in two. Like that's I don't know how you don't still how you don't laugh throughout every single. I mean, was that an issue? No, I mean, like for me, I was more like if I laugh, like I was more just like don't get fired. Like, <laughs> like you know, but there's the Tracy Morgan episode, uh, the Scared Straight Tracy. sketch. Uh, uh, Tracy and Keenan are trying to make Bill laugh, and. Bill started laughing, and then, but then at the end, if you watch it, at the very end, Jason is playing a cop, 
goes to sit on the table, but I guess they had moved it back like so maybe a foot. He, he doesn't miss it, but he takes like a huge. It's like it's it's a very awkward jump onto the table, and he knows it, and he kind of starts to break, but then he does this little move, and it's like a, he's on screen for about ten seconds while this is happening, <laughs> and it cuts back to me, Andy, and Bill, and we're all about to lose it. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was one of the funnest moments. Speaking of that, uh, the the editor of uh, of Quick Stop and Ken Plume had had a question. At, it's a weird question. He's a weird guy, but he wanted to know after they shouted out Artie on the season finale. Do you know that you smiled? Uh yes, I did. And, <laughs> and that was what he wanted me to ask you. That was his one. That's that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Oh, that's because, awesome, dude. Because no one else has ever mentioned that, but I notice it. And the <laughs> reason why is because. I will tell you the exact reason why. <laughs> because awesome. when I when I first got the show, I remember Lauren saying to me, "Don't look on the internet. It doesn't it doesn't help." Like it's like he's like they write stuff on the internet that doesn't matter. And I was like, "Well, I was like, of course I'm not going to. Like I don't want to see that." And hours after the Michael Phelps <laughs> episode, the first thing I did, like an idiot, was go on the internet to see if people were, you know, talking about the show. And one of the first comment, the first couple comments that I saw was, "The new guy looks like Horatio Sands fucked Artie Lang." I saw that exact comment. Yeah, dude. and then there was another one that said that guy looks like a gay Artie Lang, and I get it all the time. Like, <laughs> like you know, you look like Artie Lang, and I love Artie Lang. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. He's, I'm a huge fan too. Yeah, yeah, me too. And. Uh, but for you know the first couple months, like I'm not gonna lie, that kind of you know it's like it's like it was it was kind of messed up, and. Just that, just to have that full circle, like, and not only that too. Like I, I mean, I remember I was sitting in the middle of the show. I get a text from John Mulaney, who's one of the writers and one of my close friends, and it just says Artie Lang is in your dressing room. And I started laughing because I was like, he's doing a bit because he knew that story. Yeah. I go up to my dressing room, and Norm McDonald was using it uh, because he was doing the show, and Artie Lang is in there <laughs> because he's friends with Norm. He was the nicest guy in the world to me, and they asked them very last minute to pop on stage, so. It was just that smile was in completely involuntary, and it was like I can't believe this actually That's happened. Awesome, full dude. circle, like I, that smile. I think was me becoming human again after and the, and year the season. Of that, that's that's such an awesome story. That like your last moment on this season, the, my, was, the literally the last the moment last thing on the you show was like you this smiling, full circle yeah. thing where I was, and like it, it was completely involuntary. That was I see it and I go, oh my god, that's me. Going, that's me like exhaling <laughs> essentially after nine months. Of like, you, you actually did it, yeah. Insanity. That's <laughs> fucking awesome, sir. That's yeah. awesome. And then, but uh, he's the he was the nicest dude in the world. That's awesome, man. That's, how, how that's awesome. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ken. Another request we had from a guy named uh, Jesse Luterno was, um, do, do you guys get to hang much with the guests before and after? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends, it depends what guest, you know, you know, like there's, you know, like. One that comes to mind immediately is like Seth Rogen. Like Seth Rogen hung out the whole time. He helped write stuff. He wrote stuff. You know, Justin Timberlake is the same way. Justin Timberlake shows up like he wants to be on the show. Timberlake could be on the show. Well, totally he's fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah. Like, I, mean, yeah. He, I think he's been. He's definitely. He's been on uptake it, more than it's I have. It's funny. <laughs> SNL turned me on Justin Timberlake. Like I used to be one of the haters. Also, like everyone else in the See, world. See, I never. I, I I just respect that dude's. I mean, like I respect that dude's talent. Like you know what I mean? Like he's super. He's like, he is an amazing dude. He is. He's, he's hilarious. Like, he uh, he was he he was he was he was insane. He was great. I mean, like the that was the first time the Beyonce sketch. Yeah, yeah, were you the, dancing? With yeah, it was the first time where it kind of actually blew my mind because I showed up 
on Monday with this dumb I I'd just seen that video. The was that your, is that your sketch? Uh, I, I, I feel weird saying yes. Yeah, it is. That's but awesome. Like, it was my yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. but like, you know, other people. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like John no, no, Lutz. No, no, it's a, me, John Lutz, and Andy, essentially. And um, uh, I went in on Monday to John Lutz, and I was like, hey, man, we haven't written yet. I'd like to write uh, with you. I had this idea where me and Andy are the backup dancers for Beyonce. And then, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And then on Thursday, Andy calls up Justin Timberlake, or Justin Timberlake calls up Andy, and... Next thing you know, Justin Timberlake's there, and he's in a leotard, and you're dancing with him and Beyonce, and then the next Monday was an Entertainment Weekly. Like, that was the that first was, time. That was the big, yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, man, this is nuts. Like, I, if, I put a, if I pitch putting a leotard on and it gets in, it's going to go out on national television, and it's my own fault. I would, I would I almost have impulse control problems of putting shit in just to see if I could get it on at that point. I had that huge problem. I, was, I, I had, like, a couple weeks where I was running <laughs> out of funny ideas and just writing fantasy sketches. Like, sketches where, like, I would Jerry Love Hewitt would show up. Or Heather Graham, like, and it's like it's you have to the shit you want to happen to you in real life. Really yeah, be careful yeah. what you wish for sometimes. I'm gonna sketch where I'm talking about comic books for five minutes and yeah. smoking weed, like yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I wrote those a million times. <laughs> you know, I, I I think like I tend to write nerd sketches. Like I I wrote Watchmen sketches. I wrote you know you know anything like you know anytime like a movie was coming out that I wanted to be like involved in or, or whatever like I would write nerd sketches and they don't get on a lot. But that's the best thing ever dude nerd. because it's like as a nerd it's like Watchmen's made now I can never be fucking Rorschach on screen. <laughs> you can be if you, you know what I mean? Well that's where like, you're that, gonzo that's, dude. Yeah, that's like, where yeah. that gonzo thing came from. I've, I've, I've weirdly had a Muppet thing since I was a kid. Me too dude. And, I was uh, watching Follow That Bird Nice for at my house before <laughs> I had the song on when I came down. I just went through all the Muppet shows again. This uh, I've been buying the behind the box sets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's, it's and like I've I've been a huge Gonzo fan since I was a kid, and I was like, oh. And but when Seth Rogen hosted two years ago, he played Rolf, and that was the first SNL I had ever been to. I was there. I was in the writers' room for it, and it kind of blew my mind. And I remember saying, if Seth Rogen ever hosts, I'm going to write. I had this idea for the Muppet sketch, and I wrote that. But it was solely selfish. It was like me wanting to dress up as Gonzo. And, like, you look back now, like, I look back now, and I'm like, oh, I'm a friggin' idiot. Like, you know, I should have written a funny sketch instead of just trying to, like, be selfish. But I feel like I got that out of the way. Just the sheer joy of seeing you guys dressed up like Muppets, though. Like, that might be one of my favorite SNL sketches ever. Yeah. Like, it was... It's like 10 people dressed like... I remember the coolest thing about that was, you know, everybody in... Seeing everybody in costume for the first time and standing under the bleachers. And then they're like, we have 30 seconds. And we all ran out into the bus... And just hearing the audience already, like, just gasping, just because we're in those costumes. Like, I felt like we could have been like, all right, that's it, thank you. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't even that's the Muppet like, sketch, just sitting up down and... The costume designers on that show are just insane. One of the guys, uh, one of the guys that made the, the costumes for that, for that sketch worked on all the Muppet <laughs> costumes. So you had, like, authentic Muppet costumes. I, I remember I was kind of a nerd about it. Like, I went in and I was like, you need ostrich feathers for Gonzo's hair. Like, you know, like that nerd. And he was that's like, awesome. I, I know, I work Like a realistic Camila? Uh, yeah, I got to keep it. Did you really do it? Yeah, they let me, well, I held on to, if you look at the good nights, I'm still holding still on to it. Chicken. And the, uh, the prop guy who's the best, he's the, the nicest guy in the world, was like, uh, seemed really attached to that thing. <laughs> there was no way he was prying it out of my hands. And now it's sitting next to my Gonzo photo replica. That's badass, <laughs> dude. That's badass. But yeah, it's just that, I mean, it's just, an, it was nine months of personal fantasies coming true and, and hard work and sheer terror <laughs> so, so now you got another year of, of all that or is, is it been getting easy does it get easier 
Do you feel like you belong there now? I do. I, I do feel like I... Well, I, I feel like people are making me feel like I belong there. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I don't think I'll ever feel like I belong there, but, you know, like... The, all those horror stories you read and all that stuff, like, it, it's it's that thing of, like... It's, 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 I, I have to get past... It's real. And, and, and it's going to keep happening, and, like... That's I'm your life easy now. Go- I'm, yeah. I've always been a pretty easygoing, like nothing really bothered me kind of guy. And then I feel like SNL a little bit turned me into like a walking panic attack. But it's more just because I just want to do so good. Like, like, I just like wanna- you finally made it. You want to? Yeah, you don't yeah, want to. I mean, like, like, I'm the hundred and eleventh cast member. You know, of all time. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. Like, and I know that's the that's security or whatever too. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it still blows my mind I wake up and I'm just the happiest man in the world that's awesome dude that's awesome and you're still here doing improv people can still catch you over at UCB in New York right yeah yeah still doing that stuff so you got any other uh, you gonna be in films I guess is that the move to go to audition I mean right now Mark Payne the movie pretty happy with us now but uh, yeah I mean like I've been auditioning for stuff I have a couple movies like if I'm if I'm still in that Ricky Gervais movie I can't wait Invention (laughs) of Lying right yeah Yeah, Invention of Lying the mystery team comes out in the fall and then then, are you in a the because I checked your I did a little research because I prepared Uh, was it When in Rome (laughs) yeah When in Rome Uh, that comes out January 29th did you shoot that in Rome Went to Rome for because I remember uh, speaking to you days. and you're like I'm in I'm in Italy right now shooting a movie. And oh yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was like that's kind of awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I went to Rome uh, to shoot. I think I um, uh, I had, I was in one scene. I had no lines. And <laughs> I was in like a church that was like five thousand years old, and uh, it was amazing. I'd never been anywhere, so it was like I went to I I, I hung out in Rome for a week and a half and it, with Don Johnson. No, <laughs> but no, like Don Johnson, Dan DeVito, all those guys. No, 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 like, no totally. Know, it's just crazy. It's dude. It's either like you've had a really, really good year or a year on acid where all this shit like happened I think the, in your the mind. Past month, I've actually calmed down and been like, oh hey, this was awesome. Like yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's awesome, dude. That that's I'm I'm really happy for you, brother. And I appreciate you being on the show. Oh no, man. Sweat, dude. You, you, uh, it's a it's a blast. I I. I uh, <laughs> totally, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother. And uh, and yeah, check out Bobby on SNL coming up this season on NBC, yeah. and come see him at uh, UCB. And if he's still in those movies, yep, check him out there. <laughs> All right, folks, it's been Bag to Board, and we'll be back next week with uh, Guillermo del. Uh, wow, I almost messed it up with Guillermo del Toro. No, see, my mind went Just to say that. it anyway. So it, people it's listen. Guillermo del Toro, but it's actually Guillermo Diaz from Weeds and uh, oh, Half Baked nice. and, and and a couple of days. Yeah, and he directed Hellboy right. and, and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, and he's shooting The Hobbit right now. Yeah. So if you didn't know that. Benicio del Toro. Benicio, Benicio Guillermo, um, Diego Luna, yep. and, and all those guys. Next week. And Gael, we have a Spanish All Star show on <laughs> next week. So tune in for Mark and Suelos, folks. Uh, it's been Bagged and Boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and Boarded. Bobby Moynihan. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Begging boarded, it's a way your life. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. Who's the two free kids you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we only funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top billing. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Mac. 
Cohen, I'm the Jew master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. The listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Headings of the slopes on the green, on nothing. Quick stop and I told you, storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of balls. It's reaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and that is out of orbit. We're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boards. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah!